0: Welcome back to Police Pod Talk, folks. I'm again opening up the phone lines to people who want to talk, get some things off their chest about all the things that have been unfolding here in the last couple of weeks and continue to unfold if you've been watching the news. On the line today, I've got Scott out of the Indianapolis area. Scott, you can say good morning and hello to the listeners. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. All righty. Scott and I hooked up, and uh, he's got some things that he'd like to talk about today and uh, Scott, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how you got to where you are at. And then we'll get into the meat of this whole thing. Go ahead, Scott.
1: Yeah. So my name's Scott I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Born in the late '80s. My life story. I guess I'm I'm that athlete, that athlete guy that made it out. Kind of have that perspective now as I've gotten older. But uh, grew up in Fort Wayne. lived with my my mom for. The majority of my growing up and then i ended up living with my dad uh, like i'd say middle school to high school and then i became a, a track star kind of later on uh in high school uh, that took me out to nebraska so i ran track out there then now i live in the indianapolis area or working in sales uh just for a, a cloud computing company and so that's like the this the short and fast
0: of my story. Growing up, uh, the kind of you know, this is police pod talk, so we're kind of hitting on some things that uh, people want to know and want to hear. Mm-hmm. During your life, growing up, especially like in those high school years of driving, getting out amongst your friends, and then getting into college, did you have run-ins with police that were either good or bad?
1: From what I can remember, man, I didn't really have anything. I always hear people say they had these super bad things happen to them. I want to say no. My parents feel like they kind of, a mom definitely instilled fear in me or whatever. So I never was really like doing anything too off the cuff. was just thinking uh, there was a time once when I was younger riding bikes So we'll say it had to have been at least after like fourth grade. So between late, late elementary school and before high school, I remember once I I did get pulled over. (laughs) That's the right word. We were riding bikes. So we got we were like stopped. And I remember them asking for like our ID and stuff like that. Didn't really think much of it back then. So not sure how I would have thought of that now.
0: Nothing bad came out of it. You just got educated a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, nothing bad. I mean, I I never got put into a cop car or handcuffed or anything like that. I mean, I, I knew some friends that got into trouble, but... I mean, I can remember a few police officers in the school that were pretty cool. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's almost as if I avoided it. But, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm neglecting a, a bad experience and thinking it was normal. So, there's that.
0: Now, you said something. You said yeah, there was fear instilled in you. Was that a fear of your mother getting on you or was that a fear of the police getting to you?
1: My mother. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was my mother. I don't know that I ever feared, like, the police... Maybe, like, I I think about the police now. I don't think that I ever thought about them like I do now back then.
0: Okay, with all the things that have been unfolding, all the things Mm -hmm. that have been happening, we've been seeing just daily on the news, as if you turn the news on every day, kind of give me your take on what you see and what you feel. And starting, I guess, starting with uh, this whole incident in uh, Minneapolis, go right ahead.
1: Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, I saw that, and it's, it's, we've come a, a long way, and I say that in the sense that, it was a very, the way I, it was very like a calm incident. It was such a, it, it, it was just like, I really don't know the words to use. So, I mean, how I felt about that, I was just like, I didn't want to watch it. You know, you hear about it and you're thinking like, before you watch it, you're already like, man, I just hope that. You know this person wasn't doing this or this person wasn't doing that you know those are the things that go across your head because you never as much as you hate to see it you hate to see it be like something where it's like well he was doing this he was doing that and so when you finally do get around to watching it and you're looking at it you're like man this is like this is terrible Mm -hmm. and so i mean that's kind of like that was my initial thought process of you watch it and i think what i've started to see a lot of people talk about is how Things seem to be normal. You like the obviously never want anybody die, but it's like you're like man, you like I mean this is what it is. You, so it happens, and then you kind of just wait for uh, the reaction or, or just some more information to come around. Fortunately, I felt like the, whatever information was all that has all come about, you know, was was like not harming i mean like i say you just hope like the person didn't do anything i have a lot of people on that i look at like on social media so it's like you i i typically try to see both sides of of any story and i was like okay cool this guy All right, we're good. And then, you know, and then that's when you start to see the steam start to pick up because people are like, all right, this guy, it didn't seem like anything, you know, irate or aggressive was happening. It just escalated. And why is this escalation such a a normal part of what seems like cops arresting a black people where it leads to something that results to death? You know what I mean? So that was kind of like where that happened when it happened for me. I had kind of already like it was a weird time. I had just recently had a friend pass, not from police brutality or anything like that. So it happened at a weird time. I had like a birthday coming up, and so it was like, man, it's like, it's just something. And we're already sitting at home all day, so it's just it was just another thing. So that was kind of this one. This was very unique for me because it was just it just happened at such a weird time, and I honestly didn't know, you know how. How people would react to it overall, and and to see, I mean, how far it has come. I I can say that I'm amazed, and I'm happy that this is been the turning point for uh, what seems like a lot of people that have you know witnessed or at least heard about other things in the past so if anything i can say it's it's a good thing i hate to say that
0: i want to go back a little bit because i'm sure some of the listeners are wondering what you meant Mm -hmm. when you said when this happened you were hoping there was nothing else where they would say well he did this he he robbed a store he snatched a purse he did something to almost like deserve what happened to him is that what you're saying (laughs) exactly yeah mm-hmm. and then you didn't want it to come out to where you found out later okay well his past was this so he was a bad person so that needed to happen to him or it was going to happen one day
1: yeah and i mean and there's still things that are seeming to be that people are, are trying to dig up but i mean i feel like the root of this is that, regardless of who you are and, and what you have done, like in that moment, was this deserved? To answer that question, if that answer is no, then then that's why we're here now. So, I mean, that's kind of that's how I always feel. But it does help, you know. It this that sucks that you even have to think of it like that. Like, right. but it does help that obviously. and everybody wants like that uh, another Jesus Christ to die, but I mean, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that we know. If we would have thought that jesus christ was perfect either if he would have died right now you know so it's kind of it's kind of that kind of slope with it
0: now i'm going to go back to something you said moving us forward again Mm -hmm. you said that it's weird to say that this was good that it happened no no one dying is a good thing but what you're seeing because of this is coming off as if good things are happening go a little bit further on that
1: yeah i mean it seems that way and one is i mean (laughs) Ironically enough, I participated in in my first, uh, you know, protest. I mean, I did a little, I walked uh, downtown Indy just this past weekend. So even for me, you know, as much as people like to shout on on Facebook, there is a lot of inaction behind some of those words, even from the best of our intentions. So, I mean, I can just speak from a personal standpoint that, I mean, even I was able to get out and and do something. Uh, I've seen a lot of people speak up. White, black, and other, you know what I mean, uh, being allies, which is like always great to see people that have never seen said anything about any type of brutality, you know, or anything like that. They've started to speak up. So, I mean, just that movement. I mean, and I know you you kind of we kind of mentioned this off air, but, you know, even with the defunding of the police, how far they've gotten in Minnesota whether that ends up being a good or a bad thing like those are the type of steps that were not previously happening is what i see
0: so there is some good coming out of it but we don't know exactly what yet right correct yes okay we're talking about the police we're talking about relationships with the police Mm -hmm. you're down in indianapolis area do you feel that the relationship between the community and the police is pretty pretty decent
1: um i'm not sure i mean i might be at a disconnect always i've been here but I don't know that I've actually been here. I always feel like I'm from Fort Wayne. So like there, there's certain connections where I I don't know that I've either wanted to, or just, I always feel myself as a resident of another city. I, the most times I, the most that I hear or see police in in real life is like, if I'm like out and about, like maybe like on a weekend and I see a, a bunch of cops down there. I mean, it seems fine, but from what I'm actually reading, it I seem like it seems like there is a lot of distrust with the police here, like in the black communities. I mean, I've heard about obviously the m- most recent. I don't want to use the word the shooting of, of Sean Reed. So that was one thing that happened, and uh, and just other things in the past. I don't know that it's it's my my rule to say how how the relationships are here, but I mean, I feel like it's there's kind of an uneasiness. Um, You did see a lot of, well, what did the Indianapolis police do? But we had just had the, the Sean Reed incident. So that was when I was walking, you heard a lot of people kind of chanting about that versus any other one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I feel like there's a growing distrust. And then, like I say, when things happen right back after back, even in another city, it does kind of like make you question.
0: How are your relationships at work? I mean, you've been to work since this incident has happened. Is there talk amongst your friends at work uh your your white colleagues at all or you so
1: yeah well yeah they didn't mean to catch up so i mean i've been working from home right
0: okay and
1: yeah, yeah so but the conversations are very much the same uh, i work for a great company we've actually been able to have dialogue um as a company they've had hosted calls where people have been able to you know kind of get out their stories kind of i wouldn't say like in this fashion but get out their stories about their relationships with the police and their stories about being a black man in america essentially right so we've had those conversations in that kind of space where it was a public forum um, we have like little private chats that we talk in but as far as like my immediate co-workers i mean it it's a silence. I mean, it's and it's it's much easier to be silent, you know, when you're online and when you're just hosting a call, you don't necessarily want to to be that person. We we did get some talk about, you know, when the riots happened, we did kind of talk about that and just like little little tits pieces, but we never no real conversations. I'm new enough to where I don't know that I Want to necessarily have that conversation, or to be a leader that conversation with a bunch of people I don't know? It's kind of a, it's kind of like don't ask, don't tell. As far as like with with, the, with a lot of my white coworkers, with the black coworkers, we talk about it. I mean, it's a reality. No matter where you go, it kind of like you you find the group, and and then that's the reality. It's always like is what it is at that point right
0: do you believe that opening up the lines of communication expressing how you feel about certain things will bring out more conversation you know mend a few broken fences
1: yeah i mean i've, I've had conversations with different groups of people i play video games i talked to a guy on on my xbox for a while i've talked to we've had group chats with white and black people so yeah i mean the best thing about those conversations is like as much as black people like to say they don't know our side sometimes we don't know their side either to why they feel that way or why they why it seems like they don't get it you know and i've i've learned that you know obviously the way i feel now and the way i might have grew up isn't always the same as because I've learned information, maybe about, you know, how blacks have been oppressed over time or different things of that nature, how policing has changed. Or when I watched the 13th or just different things that I've learned. And then a lot of times us in a group will learn that information. And then maybe we become enraged because we start to notice those things, but we don't always share that information with our white counterparts. And so it's like, now we're mad and now they don't know why. And like, you're like, well, why don't you know, you know, but you should know you're mad because this happened. And they're like, well, I did I, you just learned that too. You know, and it's like and sometimes we forget that we're learning some of these things. I mean, everything's, you know, and then we don't we don't share. So the conversations are been great because it's like, hey, watch this, do this or, or this is what happened. Or Dr. King also said this. He also said this. And he also said this. You know what I mean? So it's like there's so much information that's not being shared that that people just take for granted. I've also learned that as much.
0: Officers have said this and you give me your take on it. Uh, mm-hmm. When you hear them say, "Well, blue lives matter," mm-hmm. what does that mean to you?
1: I, I've just seen some stuff with that. In my opinion, I mean, it's just a reaction. It's just like it. That's just like it. Does it means nothing to me? <laughs> and I don't. And I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. It's just like, like, what are you talking about? Like, why? <laughs> why is like? Why does you know talking about black lives? What does that have to do with blue lives? I mean, they do matter. You're a police officer as your job, so yes, it matters. For sure. My life matters as for what I do as a job. We, you know, help with infrastructure, like my life matters. Um, But as it pertains to the reality we live in in America, a lot of times it seems like although all these other lives matter in the universal sense, it, it seems like in this country, in these states or in these cities that a lot of times we're like, well, his life didn't matter that much and and his life, or he did this or he did that. It's like, no, black lives matter. Like, okay, bad guy comes into contact with the police, but he's, he's a good guy that day. And the police is a bad guy. Like that can happen. Like you can, you can be a bad person and then on one day you're good and that person be bad and and vice versa. And I think what it is is when I think of black people versus white people, I mean, benefit of the doubt is, is usually where I come my reasoning. So the, the blue lives matter. it just, Obviously, it's taking me down. It takes me down a slope. So I just think that it's just a, it's just a reaction. It's just a distraction to to what you know the goal actually is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people were just, I think someone said, if people were just walking around killing cops for no reason, you know, that would be different. But that that's not what's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And if that was that was happening, they said Blue lives
0: matter. Then uh, definitely. Well, here's another thing that I was asked to mm-hmm. kind of bring up when next time I talk to someone. They said, now that the officers in Minneapolis have been arrested, they said, why are you still protesting and marching?
1: Certainly. I mean, I've actually had to wrestle with that. Um, the first day, I think, uh, he got arrested like on a Saturday or Friday, the first officer did. Right. So I was like, well, now it's Saturday. Now what, you know what I mean? And people were still protesting. So like, I mean, I've had that, that evolution in my mind, I I think people still protesting protested because one we're learning more so what you this is what you hear a lot is well they're not protesting because this happened or they're not protesting because that happened no you just don't know about it and like people protest when brianne lee died out here they protest for sean Reed. like they have those protests they're not maybe not as well known and so where we're at now i don't think we're protesting at least in, in my opinion i don't think we're protesting for those officers i mean that is The baseline, that's where we're at right now, but this is like a class action lawsuit. Like there are many, there are many victims, you know what I mean? So in order for, in order for there to be real change, you need real change, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, I just saw a stat, they were talking about how people protested back in a day and how. The boycotts was like over a year. The freedom rise was like a couple a couple of months. And so like I, I also think we don't have real perspective of how long some of these things lasted before. And I I could very well see us protesting. I mean, as long as COVID is around, you know, probably till the election. I mean, we are at a point where we need real change. And so why are we protesting? Because there's there's still many things to protest. There's so many injustices. I mean, we've already done the hopscotch of waiting till the next murder. And so now, okay, boom, we're, let's not wait till the next motor to protest again, let's keep protesting until they're, yes, the court system, them being charged, that's just like, that's nothing, that's like dust, you know what I'm talking, there's much more uh, to, you know, what we're trying to take down, I mean, people say systematic racism, that's a whole nother thing, but it's part of it, but we're really trying to make effective change across a lot of the country police forces, so uh, until that really happens or until there's there's actual change that people can see I think I think they'll they'll continue to protest I think they're well deserved.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Give me a couple of things that you would like to see. When you say real change, give me a couple of things you want to see changed.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and this is and this is from a place of I don't want to say uh, of not knowing everything that the, that the police are trained with, I mean, I do think that training. I won't even say training has to change. Let me th- let me just take a step back. I, I do think I feel like um, maybe the intake process has to be different. I do feel like sometimes there are people. I mean, you gotta think. Uh, every if if i get any job i'm in a position of power but i think they have to just kind of really weed out people that they're hiring as police i mean i feel like they get a lot of ex-military people that are already in a state of mind that is just that might not be right for what policing is i think the way we think of a police officer is wrong so when i talk about real change i think our police officers really need to be people that are out to help and not people that are out to subdue or people that are out to like stop this or stop that like it's that's shouldn't be what it is um, I think we I think we need to change our the, the way we think of what a police officer is I think we need to work on our biases and and that would be as, as a country I don't know how we change that but I think there needs to be some type of thought process before you know obviously discharging a weapon I'm sure that there is but it just seems like people are just discharging weapons more at a higher rate you know at, at black people versus white people so why is that how do we stop that? Uh, I I mean, that's probably going to, that would probably be some super advanced training. Um, I saw a stat talking about the amount of hours that police officers are trained now, and they compared it to like getting a barber's license. Now, like I said, this is just something I know off the cuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's something I was like, well, that definitely needs to be the change. Like if you, you shouldn't have to have more hours to be a a licensed petition than, than to be a, be an officer of the law. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. I mean, but when you start talking about biases it's like I mean you learned that
0: you know in, in elementary school okay <laughs> so okay it seems to me like you've done doing a lot of reading a lot of researching have you ever yeah. looked up the number of in a year the number of black people that are killed by law enforcement versus the number of white people that are killed by law enforcement
1: yeah I've, I've looked up the numbers or or seen the numbers um so like i know that there's more i know that there are more white people killed per se but percentage wise i, I think that's where the disparity lies
0: percentage wise as far as what someone's one like
1: uh, uh percentage wise as far as how many black people are available in the united states versus how many white people are available or any other so it seems like they're killing blacks at a higher rate and i'll even go as far to say uh, someone asked us on one of our calls, a candid call we had about, you know, maybe Blacks seem to commit more aggressive crimes and this and that. And I was like, well, again, I mean, the crime only happens after someone's written it down. So I was like, it's hard to say, like, you can't just say, well, Blacks are more aggressive and that's why they get shot more, because because you are, if you, that's what you think, then you're going to shoot them more. So there's that whole paradigm of like, how do, you, how do you flip that, you know? So, I mean, all statistics are not good statistics to use when trying to make decisions that have to deal with people's lives. But I do think that if it seems like we're killing blacks high, at a higher rate, we got to figure out why. Is it because they're committing more crimes or is it because we think they're committing more crimes? Because there's there's a big difference. This guy right here, he, yeah, he committed a crime, but it was he died. So what happened there? Right. Where, where are we at with that?
0: Okay. Now, you've touched on what you believe the uh, law enforcement should do. What yeah. do you think uh, minorities need to do to make a change
1: that's a hard question so uh, this is what i kind of wanted to say when you asked why i think mean, you kind of alluded to the why now the george Floyd, all this and that so like a lot of people say well you need to do this you need to act this way be this way around police be calm i feel like one of the reasons george Floyd is blown up is because for the most part from all that i've seen it seems like he was doing all those docile things that that people tell you to do so I don't know I don't know that there's like a set of rules that you give people a color and make them safer if people are you know because that it seems like people are still dying I mean even the both mg and like she went to his apartment killed that guy it's like would she have killed him if he was a white dude and she was in the wrong apartment like where does her bias where did her bias like starting in you know so it's like where did she if she would have walked in there you know it's like so I don't know what a person could do I mean, I would say get more educated on the law. Um, People talk about avoiding the police. I do think that we have this internal dialogue that maybe some people think they should be, that we're more aggressive ourselves. So we think that too. I think that's the one thing with Black people. it's a lot of things that people say about us. We actually think them about us as well. So, I mean, those those are changes that I think we could make is try to shift away from those type of those stereotypes about ourselves and just realize um that that we're not those people but i don't know like what i could do because I, if i say those things i feel like someone's died in that situation doing that thing you know mm-hmm. and so then i then i'm then i'm conflicted there it's like I, I always say, like, I can always look at some people that have died from the cops. I'm like, that nah, it probably wouldn't happen to me because I probably would have did this, did that. I would have sat there, probably wouldn't have argued back at that point. So it's like, but then maybe somebody like Philando Castillo, he still dies. You know, he's like, hey, I got this, I got that. And he's, you know, so it's like, I
0: don't know what
1: to tell people to do to not die.
0: Okay well, okay, well, let's back up. Let's say not die. Let's just say yeah. interacting with law enforcement, what are some mm-hmm. of the things you would tell your, your uh, brothers and sisters out there?
1: I mean, I I would tell my brothers and sisters to listen. Obviously, when you're dealing with the cop, you're dealing with someone at this point who may or may not be rational. Just like how they look at us. They're looking at us. They're already assuming something. So you need to look at them and assume that they're the worst cop. Um, and then and then try to win them over. I mean, my personality, I think, is one like try to if I really want to try to I'm gonna try to win you over. So like you need to just be like, hey, like, here's what I can do for you. Like not here's what I can do for you. But like, why are you pulling me over? Like, boom. This is what I need. Like, OK, hey, I want to do this. I'm going to go over here, do this, like kind of just announce what you're doing things like that. I mean, it's <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, I've been pulled over. And I feel like I didn't do that stuff and, and I've been fine. So I don't know if, maybe if I just look different or I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I mean, I always listen to what people are saying and make sure my response is catered. I can, like I say, when I watch some of the stuff that's happened in the past, I'm like, hey, they're not listening. It'd be one thing if you're if you're saying this stuff because you're listening. But a lot of times people just don't listen. So, I mean, I would say listen more than you talk if when dealing with the police because – honestly the goal is to spend the least amount of time with them and and get out of that situation
0: but with that being said isn't that true Mm -hmm. on no matter who you are
1: it is true for a matter who you are but it seems like some people can get away with not listening more so than others so then
0: you know so there's that wait wait wait. you just you just said some people come on (laughs) just throw out some people what did that mean it seems it seems like white people to
1: be candid, can get away with not listening more so than as far as like yelling and demanding orders, things like that, than than what a black person could uh, as far as when dealing with the police, for sure.
0: Okay. So now then I can go back and saying, okay, if you know that, if you've been educated on that, that means that if you are a person of color, you just need to go ahead and abide by what's going on.
1: Yeah, to an extent. And to the people that are listening, when I say the police, I mean all the police. I'm not just talking about the the white police, a lot of times, because black cops do it too, they, they, it's, and it's not a, and I, and when I say this, I don't mean this in a bad way, but people are inherently biased. I mean, I've worked at places where sometimes I look at different people funky and I'm like, why am I doing this? You just are doing it. So you could, I could imagine myself being a police officer doing the same thing. So I already know, like if I was a police, I could I'm I'd be, I'd be, I'm almost, I would be scared to be a police because of some of the biases that I have, you know. So I can't imagine how someone else, you know, might be with the same power, <laughs> thinking like
0: I think. So you know that that's why you never bothered to be a police officer.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, it's like eh, I was like, I don't want to be. I wouldn't even want to put myself in those situations where I have to make a, a work decision off of a personal opinion, because <laughs> that's what it seems like happens a lot.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked a lot. And in a nutshell, kind of give us your take on everything. What do, what do we need to do better? Give me a what do you need to do better, all of us. I'm talking about everybody. You're talking to the police right now. You're talking to protesters right now. You're talking about mm-hmm. everybody. What do we need to do as a country?
1: I mean, one, we need to listen to each other, ask why things are happening. That's usually a big thing. We need to do research as far as, a lot of people are doing this now, but we have a lot of time. We're at home. We need to do research as to how these things have gone in the past. We we have you know research obviously on on America, but maybe we, sometimes people talk about like you check out these other countries, just see how these things go, like how people make real change in the, in their government. But we have we definitely need to, to speak to each other. That <laughs> it sounds so simple, but I think we do a lot of yelling and not a lot of talking. And so that's kind of the only way you're going to, you know, make real change. We need to all vote. It's, it's so easy just to say vote, but we need to all vote. It, voting is, it takes years for, to get anybody that has to be elected. It's going to take years for that type of stuff to, to go through. So in order for your vote to count, you have to always vote and vote all and and you have, we have to all do it, you know, in larger groups. And, and then maybe we'll see real change. If real change doesn't happen then, then that's something totally different, but I would say the first step is to speak and to speak to the nearest person of, of, of a different race. I mean, I like to think that I can talk to all people, but sometimes I avoid conversations. And so if you feel like you're avoiding a conversation with that person because they're black or because they're white, maybe you have that conversation now. I think right now more people are willing to have that conversation. So this is a good time to do it. This is a good time. Don't, you know, delete people off your Facebook and this and that. You don't got to comment on their status, but maybe you go in their inbox and say, hey, man, like, I mean, I know you because we played softball together, but I need to know why. I I really guess I don't know you that much. Like, why do you feel this way? Like, people don't really dig into the whys. And then if you're not digging into that, then your conversation is pointless to begin with. You know, it's never going to be you're never going to solve what differences that you have. I think uh, that's the main thing is just kind of having those those awkward off-the-cuff conversations and figuring out why people think the way they think and and what you like to see. Because I know it's it's easy for black people to say, we want people to do this and do that or tell people this. And I'm sure, you know, white folks, and it's always maybe not just black and white, but that's kind of how we're talking here. White people might have a thing where they want black people to do these certain things. And I would rather at least know what they want or what they think that they want. You know, and then explain maybe why that's not a possibility or why it is and on what we can do to move forward. Um, And and if, if protesting isn't your thing, then write a letter. If writing a letter isn't your thing, then, you know, maybe call somebody, figure out what you can do and do that, you know, because obviously Facebook is, that's just the tip of the iceberg, that social media stuff, but. I would say to every person, figure out what real thing that you can do and do that, whether it be attending a meeting, attending a protest, you know, peacefully or whatever your heart can, can can take, Hmm. do that.
0: Okay. is what I say. Well, (laughs) that's what we wanted to know, what you had to say. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) My final, final one. I got, you know, I got one more question because I I love the NFL. I I love watching the NFL. I really do. Uh Give me your take on, this big change that they're doing with the whole kneeling.
1: I mean, they just got caught with their foot in their mouth. I mean, it's, that's not even the right terminology, but I think, I mean, and a lot of people did. It's really, I, and I had a friend talk to me about it. They, it was, they, they saw what happened. It was kind of like, they wasn't enough people around it. You know, it's like, he's like, he's kneeling. They're like, they, first of all, people weren't standing for the flag to begin with you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. But he was sitting down and he spoke to the, was it the green beret? He ended up kneeling, you know, and the the TVs caught it. And then it became a media thing more so than anything. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's good to hear them try to backtrack on it. I mean, you just kind of, it's, you just kind of expect that. I mean, it's hard to be on the people always say be on the right side of history. Uh, I mean, they probably thought they were going to be on, on the right side of history from their perspective. I wish they could have gotten behind, you know, what Kaepernick was doing. I mean, I even back then I tried to tell people, and then people would, but were boycotting kind of NFL, black people, white people." I'm like, we boycott kind of the NFL. The NFL is just happens to be the place he works at. I mean, I don't think I was like, oh, the NFL had anything to do with what he was actually kneeling for. Um, but it, yeah, it's unfortunate that they that they 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 took the wrong side. I mean, it's good that they've come back. It's kind of like we told you this NFL. We told you this was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, and it's crazy. I, I I knew it was gonna happen. I was like, the fact that he's willing to risk so much just lets me know that because anyone that pays attention, white or black, they're like, it's gonna happen. They knew something was gonna happen to make the people uh, start to start to scream and shout. And when they started screaming and shouting, I was like, it's gonna Colin Kaepernick is gonna be, it's gonna come back to him again because the question, you always have to ask, like, is what's right and what's wrong. And and honestly, what what he was actually dealing for, which police brutality is wrong. And so they, you know, it's like if you want to talk about the flag, if you want to talk about other stuff, go ahead. But I don't know. I, it's unfortunate. I don't. I don't hate the NFL for. It. I think I just kind of think the NFL, as you know, Roger Goodell and the owners. I mean, they. I, I don't fault them for not being behind Kaepernick per se. I, you know, you fault them for saying something about it. I guess that's their biggest fault. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just I just had to yeah, get I, your take yeah, on it. it,
1: it <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't expect a, a bunch of older mostly white gentlemen to have a revolutionary thought, you know, like that's not, I don't expect that from people like that. They're they're older. You expect that from the younger people. So it makes sense that Colin was the one protesting and they were the one that's, that is right. That is what's going to happen. And now that their grandkids and, and their, and their, and their children are probably more involved in the world. They probably are starting to see it. Cause I, I, I would hate to, I, and guaranteeing that it's not the the big change that you're seeing. is not just from an NFL. It's from their. Fa- I'm hoping it's from their family members talking to them because that's usually how how people of that age tend to tend to come around.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything I'm missing that I forgot to ask <laughs> you, or anything else you want to get off your chest? Because, like I said, you've got the mic. Uh, I like police
1: officers. They're fine with me. I mean, I got lots of police officer friends, so I see both sides of it a lot of the time. I mean, I get it. Is is a hard job is dangerous and and but i just think we have to figure out a way to make it less dangerous for me to you know so have those conversations we all are are guilty of of, of not having those conversations. We all are guilty of, of acting a certain way at work because people act a certain way. I feel like right now is, is the best time to have a conversation. So, so what I would say, just, just make just try to have, have a conversation with, with, with a, a person that you, that you might not normally have that awkward conversation with your, your black friend, as they would say, or your white friend and, and, and just see where they're at with it. Ask them, are they
0: okay? All right, Scott, out of the Indianapolis area, we really mm-hmm. appreciate you being here today, sharing Certainly. your thoughts and, and, uh, hey, for some reason, Fort Wayne always has that pull on people. No matter how far away you go, <laughs> you know you're still connected to Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, we do appreciate you being on the air with us today and uh, speaking to our listeners. And I'm sure if anyone has any questions or comments, they know how to get in touch with me, and I can always get back with you. Scott, thank you very much for being here today on Police Pod right. Talk. All right? All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. You too. Bye thanks again for hanging out with us remember you can always go to police at gmail.com or check us out on facebook at cleveland jr or police pod talk thanks again we'll see you next week